Hey, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of The Drunk Riders. Mark, let's hear it. Oh, I got the pop top, not the, <laughs> the bottle, not a can. Oh, my bad. As always, I am Marcus. <laughs> and I'm Mark. And I'm Mike. Ooh, 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 that's a good one. And this week, we are joined by the legend himself. Adam Sandy. Adam, welcome back to the show. Welcome, welcome. I'm a welcome, repeat sir. guest now. This is crazy. Yeah, right? One am, of am, I, am I up to friend of the pod status, or is that like a five-time thing? <laughs> there, there's a, a golden beer for five-time status. So, You've made it big when you're a repeat guest, though. Yes, <laughs> yes. Which you're entertaining and enjoyable. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Today I am drinking uh, Three Floyd's Zombie Dust. Oh, that's a fantastic beer. Oh yeah, love me some zombie dust. Never had it before, and it is it is frosty. But you, Mike, I let Mark go first. I'm still pouring. Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, I actually started early tonight and I already had one. So catch up, fuckers. <laughs> but I've got tonight We're from my company. God. <laughs> a my last peanut butter milk stout nitro. Nice, nice. All right. So for our very special guest tonight, I pulled one out of the cellar. Oh no! That I have from False Idol, obviously. <laughs> of course. I mean, I mean, barrel aged in E. H. Taylor barrels for fifteen months. I pulled out my Karloff and. Holy balls, it's so good. I forgot how good it was. I had to mute myself when I smelled it. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. We're going to lose him tonight, aren't we? All right, shut up. You're going to hold guests. (laughs) I'm sorry. Please tell me you just saw Jake's tweet. I I did not, no. Um, So... Uh Adam, before we even get started, it looks like Jake from RMC is a little bitter right now. Really? <laughs> <laughs> looks like oh, we're man, that's uh, great. Looks like we have to get uh, get Jake back on. I guess. Yep. <laughs> he is not as bitter as this delicious Palaner Oktoberfest beer that I'm drinking. Let's go! What a Perfect. man! What a man of segues! Oh. <laughs> I'm what jealous. an incredible line. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, this is going to be a this is gonna be a heavy episode, boys. I, I, need, I need that mug, by the way. That is a whole... Oh. The leader of goodness, my friend. Oh, when I grow up, I want to be just like you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, obviously, with Adam back, we're going to talk a lot of uh, Zamperla. And all the world that is has been his last year. So I think yeah, almost a year since the last time we had you on. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it was in like uh, spring of twenty one. I want to say. Oh wow! It, it feels like a year for sure. <laughs> uh, what episode was it? Now I'm curious. Hold on. Let me let me, let me segue. Segue. What? Uh, to, wow. When was it? Oh man, Adam. I keep scrolling. I'm not happy about this. We got to get you there. It is. <laughs> 121. We're on 197. So this is... Uh, yeah, it's been much too long. It's been way too long. No, it's good to be loved here. Right? <laughs> hey, one of our most listened to episodes. Fantastic. There you go. 
And I think Although, everyone was probably like, why the hell is a Zamperla guy talking about coasters? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, we wow. did ride, ride a number, both flat and coaster creations, in our uh, latest trip to Europe. Fantastic. So, I, every time I saw something, I was like, Adam Sandy did that. I was like, wait a minute, that's a flat ride. No, he didn't. So, <laughs> and I had the Energy Landia theme song in my head for like a week after you guys did the show. <laughs> that was a show. Trust, trust me. Have you been there yet? I have not. No. Oh, don't worry. When you go there, it'll be in your head for a month. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of our designers, Federico, we have, we have got like a couple young enthusiasts who work on the design side, and he went there a couple weeks ago, and and similar to you guys, was just said. Both uh, Zadra and Hyperion were, were just nuts, just balls yep. out. <laughs> yep. So good. Yep. The whole whole reason to visit the park. It is, it is, uh, yeah. I am, I still have my flight alert set for whenever uh, a cheap flight to Krakow jumps up. Of course. Um, I will be going back. So, <laughs> that good, huh? Yeah, it was great. I also have one for uh, Helsinki, so I can go ride Taiga again and see the Breakman. But that's, oh, that's, that's, nice that's a whole lot of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, I just saw your tweet from earlier today. I had work was killing me all day, so I didn't get a chance to see you much. I love Beer Fest reference. Always a win on this show. Yep, great, hundred percent. In fact, I just saw that like a month ago. <laughs> Always go back to it. Classic. You want to laugh your ass off? Beer Fest. I'm going to download that for the flight. So um, before we really dive into things, um, Marcus, I'm going to see you the day this episode drops today, Friday. Yes. For, uh, I'm sorry. Mark, have another beer for us, but um, for a uh, stumble on my mind in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So all of you listening, on your way to El S- or the stumble, not El Stumble, that's something different. Um, <laughs> buckle up, Buckaroos. It's gonna be a hell of a weekend. Right. I'm just glad the forecast looks like it improved. Yeah, yeah, we're not at the point of um, gonna be in the middle of a hurricane. So that's uh, that's small absolutely win. positive. Small that's win. Small negative there could have happened, but wouldn't luckily- it be the first time we rode coasters in the remnants of a hurricane though? Wait, what? <clears throat> Mark Mike and, I and I, Mike and I had a Kentucky Kingdom. Was that Harvey? I think it was Harvey. That was oh. Harvey. Oh, That's I mean, it, it's Kentucky, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but it was still like pretty atrocious. Oh yeah, no, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a, you know, it's a front, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so, can't wait to see it. Good news. I uh, uh, heard a lot of positives from um, a lot of our friends down in Florida. I think we can all say that's a, that's, a, that's a good win there. Of course, a lot of people are hurting in Fort Myers and the areas around the, where Ian made landfall. So best of luck to everybody recovering. And, of course, South Carolina. I have an employee based in North Carolina, and she's already under a, a hurricane warning there. So fingers crossed to everybody out there. Stay safe. And I will mm-hmm. say a uh, big screw you to the Disney TikTokers that went on property to make content today because that's yeah. great. Jesus. Trash people. Ugh. I mean, yeah. we're, listen, we're all about quality content around here, all right? This is our focus. 
sort of number one priority, but not that type of content. Come on. You're doing yeah, that for the clicks. Kind of I've detected no sarcasm at all. <laughs> <laughs> See, we we got to bring somebody reputable on the show. That's why Adam's here. <laughs> and I haven't called you Andy once yet. Yeah, the night is young, my friend. Now, oh, yeah. No, hold on. It'll slip. Trust me, it'll slip. I cannot wait. <laughs> I've got under 27 minutes, so... Uh, oh. let, let, let me cash out that ticket in Vegas, please, sir. There you go. <laughs> By the way, I, th- I think we can, uh, um, Mike, we can play this episode on the bus as we're riding uh, brewery to brewery, for those who haven't heard it. As I get saucier and saucier. <laughs> that poor bus driver. He has to deal with us. The, the bus driver is does not know what's coming. Um, we've got uh, Sweetwater, then Orpheus. And then we're going to a food hall where Scofflaw and a few others are. And then, oh, it's going to be a night. It's going to be a day. I'm starting so, to hydrate now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I started hydrating like yesterday. Um, it's going to be a fantastic time. So we could play this on the bus. Um, are you going to go axe throwing with me, sir? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I've never done it, so I'm excited. Yeah, um, it's great. So, Mr. Sandy, have you ever done axe throwing? I have done axe throwing, uh, although I will say axe throwing in general in our industry is is kind of a joke for people who are in it because, you know, on coasters, we spend a lot of time and effort keeping everybody safe and still have really expensive insurance, you know, as operators. Yeah. And then people fucking drink and throw axes and they can get, you know, no problem at all. Yeah, <laughs> jump funny, in, jump fu- in. Fu- Sounds funny, about right. Funny story: bachelor party, best friend. We were all drunk, axe throwing. <laughs> there you go. There it is. There, yep, I am literally what you described. I'm, I'm so happy about it. Yeah, ah, that was a good night too. I don't remember most of it. All right, so uh, of course we gotta do some shouts. To well, number one, Adam Sandy for joining us again. Hey, <laughs> uh, all of our lovely Buzz Bars Coaster Club folks that are be joining us this weekend. Skanks, uh, our <laughs> gracious host Sloan this weekend. Yes, yes. Uh, Matt and Drew, you suck at beer pong. Forever and always. Antonio Giles, happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday, man! And put a damn he shirt on. <laughs> Put that shirt back on for the love of God. The, the greatest thing I've, I, I know in my life is that dozens of people know who uh, – uh, I, I keep calling him Antonio. Oh, my God. Uh, Mr. Giles <laughs> is simply by the fact that we tell him to put a shirt on. You almost called him something different too right there. I, yeah. I almost did. I tried to keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah. You almost so, called him Anthony right there. Also, I, um, well, just a real quick shout out to Mr. Giles. Um Next time when you're trying to do that pose of the picture, have a camera at a lower angle. Makes you look a little taller, buddy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, we got – yeah, I, I, I have no words. That, that, was my, that was my pot shot for the week. All right. So let's get back to actually talking about some stuff. Adam. What's up? <laughs> So this year has been a very exciting year for you. Yes. Um, and I kind of wanted to chat about some of the things that went on and 
um, the background on some of these things, especially regarding some of the, the big coasters that you were able to mm-hmm. work with some big parks. Um, and I think number one, I think the biggest one, and it, it, it didn't come as a surprise when it was announced, but it was an interesting decision for, for, uh, Cedar point to go in that direction, but Cedar point. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're Zamprola is at America's roller coast. Kind of hard to believe. I know. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. Um, so when, when did discussions with Cedar point start? Um, if you're able to divulge, of course. Yeah, so this was actually a pre-me project. Um, this was something that was supposed to open 20 or 21 and got postponed. But what I really liked that they did was they didn't just like open the doors and throw the coaster in. They, they really made it, you know, part of their vision was this whole boardwalk concept, and they waited until they could completely build out the area to put the coaster in. So... Um, you know, I've been involved in a lot of convos after I joined about it and, and yeah. understand the project pretty well, but it, it's, it's something we're really excited about. I think just having something with the 42 inch height requirement at Cedar point alone is going to be huge for the park. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As, as, as somebody with kids, uh, both, you know, as you as well, mm-hmm. uh, of course, uh, and then Mark fresh out, bun out of the oven. Fresh out. Uh, we all we all understand the need, and I think Cedar Point knew that too. I know we've talked on the show previously about it, but mm-hmm. that that was a gap for them that was really hurting people that would go with families. Oh um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you because I think they got what the the Intamin and the Vacoma, and those mm-hmm. are maybe like thirty six and thirty nine, if I had to guess, yep. to ride, and then you jump up to what forty eight for like Iron Dragon and yeah, Blue Streak and other stuff. Mm-hmm. Forty eight so, for everything. Yeah, that, that's a huge gap for coaster riding, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yes. So looking this ride up though, little details about it. I I haven't seen anything that is uh, it's it's a unique design. Yeah, yeah. So totally custom for them. You know, their marching orders to us were sort of they wanted they had, I believe it was like a shift mouse back in the day. And they decided, you know, they want to kind of keep that wild mouse theming. It fit well with the boardwalk, but they didn't want just sort of the off our off the shelf twister coaster. So (laughs) we did a totally custom design for them that we're sort of turning into our standard twister freeform design. Um, But it also is updated vehicles. They're very different than our older ones. So I don't know if you guys have seen the Super Twister that we have in Abu Dhabi. With those, it's a little more inline seating and a different restraint. And that's what we're also going to have on these vehicles. All right. Yeah, and that's really Cedar Point's MO is they like to have the the uniqueness. So Mm -hmm. not surprised to see them go with a unique model. Yeah, well, and capacity, obviously. And we do have – we're going to have a moving station in here. So, you know, you're only – obviously, you're dispatching four people at a time. You sort of hit – a wall practically speaking with capacity because you can only dispatch four people so often that being said you know with cedar points crews and as good as they are with capacity i think it's going to hit theoretical or very close to it with this moving station so we're really excited about that component perfect i i'm looking at these trains on the, on the tom and jerry mm-hmm. it was spin phenomenal yes yes <laughs> very uh, sexy what <laughs> what uh, what's the theming going to be? Because the pictures obviously are kind of gray. Um, is it going to be really custom from you guys, or um, uh, something that 
some Cedar Point was like, hey, we, we want to have it this way. I know the boardwalk theme kind of leans towards a more simplistic view, but what, what are they looking like? Yeah, no, it is going to be on more on the simple side. You know, we have done some pretty some pretty crazy fiberglass work with, I think, the work we did with, with Ferrari being certainly the most detailed on the coaster side probably. But for this, they were they were kind of really going retro, simple. So they're going to be, you know, mouse themed, have kind of mouse iconography and really just hit the note of the name. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the cheese car. You can't got to have the cheese car. <laughs> well, that's great. I, I, I was worried and I think we've all been worried for a while, of course, of, of Cedar Point hitting that that. Or not be able to hit that niche, mm-hmm. um, and it's good to see that. Well, you of course can make that happen, even if you weren't there yet. We still appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what? So you you started after, of course. Um, it was first really uh, proje- uh, worked through with the point. Uh, the process after the fact, where they kind of um, were like, "Hey, this is what we want." What was what did you propose? Was it just one this model that you proposed, or did you have multiple different yeah, types? We, we really went with this direction just because we knew it was something we'd been thinking about. Not that we had the design finalized, but it was something we'd been toying with. And and honestly, we do that sometimes. We'll have an idea in our head, and especially during COVID when things got quiet, our engineers still worked and came up with new stuff. But some things you sort of just put to the side until the right client comes along. And it was that way with Cedar Fair where we were able to have, I'd say maybe in our heads, 80% of what they wanted. But once we talked them a little more, we firmed it up and turned it into sort of a finalized design. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, so the other addition this year is, or next year, excuse me, Flying Viking at Adventureland. Yes, yes. This is my baby. This was actually my, my first deal with Zamperola, so that's kind of fun when you, oh, all right. when you get there. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that one is going to be a big hit. And honestly, for for Adventureland, it was really similar where I want to say maybe at 42 is underground, and then you jump up to maybe they have one other 42-inch coaster and jump up to 48 after that. And yeah. The, the, this coaster is going to be 36 to ride, like at Luna Park. Um, so that's really great for having a quote-unquote first big coaster. And then I think the real home run is all them also getting the flume, just yeah. because I was involved with Monster, and when they took the flume out, and man, people in Des Moines love their flumes. <laughs> there was wow. a, a lot of blowback locally, but it was one of those things where the ride was... I want to say the old flume, it was sort of cobbled together from parts from a few different manufacturers and the company that did it made two and they were had gone bankrupt like decades ago. So Adventureline sort of deserves a hats off to keeping it running for as long as they did. Yeah. But it was just time. And now this is going to be, I think, a really great replacement with our super flume as part of that component. How involved? So you, I know you do roller coaster sales. Mm-hmm. How involved were you with the flume side of things? Uh, so basically, I mean, the way I work worldwide is a little different. So I work with all of the sales managers globally. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, it was with Michael, who eventually ends his account. So he handled the flume side. I handled the coaster side. But it's not like we're totally isolated. We gave you know a couple hour long presentation on it. And during that time, you know, he was jumping in on some coaster stuff and I jumped in on some flume stuff. So it's not like we have 
two separate things. I mean, I work really hand in hand with all our sales team all over the world and we've, we've got a really good team. So they've been, even though I don't see them every day in person, they're, they're really great to work with. They're really knowledgeable and we've got a, a lot of young salespeople. So it's been a lot of fun. Fantastic. I just wish you would have waited one more year. <laughs> Mark and I just visited Adventureland. The well, first time I got to make bank, my friend. So I'll sell it when I can. Hey, we, we can take a trip back. We'll, we'll, We'll set some flight trackers, you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, there you go. Get to Des Moines. Des Moines was actually pretty cheap to get to. That is a great park to drink at, too. Oh, yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. See, that's where I uh, I need to go because I definitely need to um, get my drink on there. So <clears throat> that sounds like a pretty good place to go, especially if I get to check out that new ride. That, that whole concept of everything looking – going together the flume and the coaster. Um, is that something that you guys are like actively working on trying to do more of that? Or is this just kind of like a one-off thing that you have here? Yeah, no, I mean, for, for us, honestly, mm-hmm. I see it as one of our, our bread and butter for the next couple of years. You know, we mm-hmm. call it integrated rides. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that we've got, you know, our especially stuff like a junior coaster, a twister coaster. They're very broad appeal coasters. And we can take them and whether it's a flat ride collection or the flume and design them so they're into each other. And so you're if you look at the total investment, you know, you can get like the version we're doing at Luna Park. I think that one's going to do per spec, maybe like over twenty four hundred people per hour between the coaster and the flume. Oh, wow. And so we offer opportunities like that. You know, even the um, what we did at Ferrari World in 2020, we did uh, three family rides and a 200 meter long junior coaster. And that one's getting, I want to say probably over 15, 1600 people per hour for that area. And it's basically, you know, it went from them attracting not a whole lot of families or them not staying a long time to when I visited this year two times, both times I saw the two most popular areas in the park were Formula Rosa, understood, fastest coaster in the world, right. and our section of the park. Like those are the two areas that had people spending time and doing re-rides were there. And so that's been a, a home run at Ferrari, and I think it's something we're going to do a lot of in the future. Awesome. Oh, sure. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Is that – so let me ask you this. I mean, you you've, so you've got to – um, I know I, I saw that uh, there was another version of that um, 400 meter combo there um, that you're putting in Adventureland. How many more? You don't got to say where. Are you making a lot of a lot of movement on these? I know we we speculated before uh, when you were last on, and we've talked since just about how the pandemic has kind of changed the industry. Um, have you seen an uptick in these type of? inquiries saying hey this is what the type of thing we want to build uh or a lot of purchases too just hey we this is the kind of the road we want to go down definitely yeah i mean we've got two more integrated rides coasters that i i can't say where but that are going to open in the next year um, that aren't announced yet uh so it's something that i think part of it's because people are really looking at things a little differently coming out of the pandemic. And obviously market to market, Middle East versus Europe versus US, the buyers have different needs. But I will say that we've seen a lot of people come to us and saying, I want some, something heavily themed. I want something that has a broad appeal. 
and I want something that has a high capacity and a small footprint. Like those are very common asks right now from buyers worldwide. <laughs> and I think that's why we've sort of got this foothold in this area because we've got obviously the world's biggest flat ride portfolio. And now that we're doing coasters really well, where before people might've said, eh, we'll, we'll talk to Vacoma or Gerslauer for the coaster portion and we'll get the rides from you. Now we're saying, look, we'll we'll master plan essentially everything very simply, but we'll lay it all out for you guys, show you how it can fit. And sort of that one-stop shop solution has been really, really pleasing to a lot of our buyers. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm happy to see that a lot of pl- places are going that direction because legit, that was a concern for a while because um, we knew big stuff wasn't exactly taken off, but... Um, I figured, hey, at least we get something. And, and this year's announcements kind of all leaned in that direction. Mm-hmm. We didn't see many major changes. Mm-hmm. Um, we really that's for kind of all manufacturers, right? Um, saying they're going to build a you know two hundred and fifty foot um, inverted coaster or whatever it is. It was all relatively small things that fit the uh, the need of the park, mm-hmm. um, which has been well, obviously is great for you because you have a lot of those that <laughs> fit needs, especially now. Um, because I've always thought that we've had years and years of, of just trying to attack thrills with, and you could see that, I mean, Cedar point, as we said, um, definitely filling that need, but, um, they're not the only one. Yeah. Yeah, It seemed like every, every major chain, they try to have at least one park was getting something huge. mm -hmm. Most of the other parks, they'd get something as well, but they, they'd try to have at least one flagship, so to speak for the year. Yeah, and, and I think from from our side, what we're seeing is a lot of two parks during COVID stepped back and did a little self realization. Uh, and I think Cedar Point's a great example. You know, they said, "What do we have in the ride lineup, and how do we round that out to make it better?" And so, if their flume is aging, instead of maybe kicking the can down the road for repairing it and spending God knows how much on new boats and new troughs for five years, they're just getting a new flume. And we're having clients who said, yeah, I can market year one that 200 foot coaster a lot easier, but I'm looking for something, you know, Dollywood, I think is a great example. The, the Vacoma piece they're getting is going to be a gigantic home run for them. It serves their key demo. It serves the people that spend money when they come to park. Like when they announced it, I was like, that's a no brainer. So I I think we're, we're seeing parks really taking the data that they've gotten and sort of the time to sit and think about things and are making maybe slightly different buying decisions than they were. That isn't to say there'll be no thrills, but it is saying you're not going to get a hyper coaster every two years at the same park for a decade. <laughs> right. Which, which makes me cry on the inside, but I know it's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we all want them, right? doesn't matter who you are. Even if you work for, work for a company, the big thrills are always the most fun, but, um, I think the smarter you get and the more you're around this industry, the more you realize, you know, that's not everything. That definitely. Yes. Uh, we can we can set our enthusiasm aside for just a little bit. And- or or you could just, re- you know, I think we're all smart enough to realize, yeah, if somebody spends 20, 30 million a year on a coaster and does that for so many years, they're not going to have a park to go back to because they're basically bankrupt. <laughs> so, yeah. I yeah. mean, just pure business says you need to diversify your portfolio and that that's your portfolio rides you have and who you attract to the park. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. I just got excited. I, I just remembered uh, <laughs> uh, something I, I did want to chat about. So we were obviously with you at IAPA last year. 
Yes. Um, it was a blast. I'm glad that uh, we were able to deliver you um, your favorite. Was how, how good was that beer? I don't think we ever. Oh, it was fucking tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, one, one second. There it is. <laughs> oh, listen to that pour. Yeah, it's right next to the mic. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. <laughs> That's a perfect thing. That I want to save that that clip and just replay it over and over. Yes, please do that. <laughs> oh, I've drank all oh, three fourths of my beer already. You got me excited today, Adam. I'm already halfway through this barrel age now. It's listed at 14, but it's probably more like 18 or 19. Um, it's going to be a night for me. So, um, so Adam, I need to talk to you about something here. So, uh, well, didn't didn't Marcus just have a question? You just jump it right in. I, I, he's a, that's that's pretty on brand. Go ahead. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I made a trip to uh, Coney Island for the first time this year. Yeah. Um, I need to ask you, how many nightmares has the tickler given small children? Wait, did- those cars. The yeah, I lost the first half of that question. Yeah, you definitely ah, could have. Damn it. <laughs> damn it. That was such a good question, too. Go, go ahead and do it again. Okay. How many nightmares have small children had through the table? <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, we heard no. it all that time. It just cut yeah, out no. after small children. Yeah. And that was small children and tickler, and it's disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, do, do you know what the face is? Question one. Um, it was a little haunting to me. I'm not gonna lie. I don't no, know. I gotta look this up. So it, it's actually the steeplechase face. So that the the face is the was the icon of Steeplechase Park from uh, whatever it was 1897 to 1964 when it opened. Oh, okay. so that that it it I, I I get it. It is a little strange, but that is what it's from. It was it's kind of the the iconography of Steeplechase. When it was open. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I'm not a good reuse of history. Yeah. It's good. It's good when parks do that. It's it's Mike's super short show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so more about Zamperla, as I was saying before I was rudely interrupted. Okay. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, we chatted obviously at APA. Give you a great beer. Fantastic. Good job. Um, and you announced a couple of new um, um, attractions, mm-hmm. models that you guys were putting out there. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you can't say diddly squat. We appreciate that. Have you had anybody interested in them? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Can you say if you've had a buyer or not? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm, I'll take interest. Interest is good enough because uh, these – I, I was um, one. I was very happy to uh, film you. By the way, uh, they all came out like crap, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I still have them on my phone. If you want me to send them to you, I can. I can definitely do that. That would be great. <laughs> but uh, when I saw saw you popping through these videos, mm-hmm. I was getting more excited by by the turn because um, the rides are de- definitely give you a, a, a different, unique feel for sure. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. In comparison to uh, what you've had before, both from a flat ride standpoint and uh, from a coaster standpoint, so mm-hmm. I was uh, interested uh, to see if we could get on one sometime soon. 
Um, and especially when you look at them compared to some of your uh, your 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 rivals, they definitely rivals, quote unquote, right? Um, they it definitely offer a similar view, but with a different layout. And I think that the layout can definitely be something that a lot of people will enjoy if they got a chance to get on it. So, no, agreed. I, I think for the on the coaster side, the family throw launch is is something I'm excited of for, for the same reasons we were talking about earlier. Um, with, uh, as I've, as I've, I think my daughter Kira is probably known more as the stubbornly short one. Cause I keep referring to her like that, <laughs> but you know, she's, uh, she's almost seven. She is about 44 and a half with shoes. And she's like my little fireball who, if I told her she could go ride, you know, King to Ka tomorrow, she'd jump on it. But, being 44 and a half, she can't get on a whole lot. So we've had this challenges in, in even when we visit parks where she can ride that 36 and stuff like the Zamperla, you know, small family coaster or a miler coaster, you know, and the 42 stuff. But there, if you look at the 42 stuff, there's a lot of spinning coasters, but there aren't a lot of kind of unique custom rides. There are some out there, but that's where kind of like that hole in the market we've been talking about. We feel the family throw launch having two launches on it, really themed vehicles are going to give parks kind of that nice marketable attribute, but it's still something that a majority of their guests can ride, which I just feel is huge when you're trying to think about a long-term investment, not just something to, you know, do the turnstiles for one year. Excuse me. (laughs) I was gonna say something, but <laughs> I got yeah. Hold on, let me take another sip. <laughs> okay. What the hell is going on over there? No, man, I don't. I don't know. This, this no. beer may be hitting already. I got to stand up. It's been uh, a day for him, man. It has been. It's been a long day. I got up early. Um, no, that's great. And I think again, I, I I said it last year, and I think that the seventy the seventy meter model probably has me most excited. Oh, for the double heart, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Just that that arch design, but then being able to – if somebody would position that walk up right up to that like you have in your video, mm-hmm. uh, that would be one of the more iconic shots you can get of some coasters really rolling. Because a lot of the other ones, <clears throat> the similar models from uh, other manufacturers, they, they're kind of hidden away. They're not always in a good spot to, to really utilize uh, the view of the coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if somebody were to use it with this one, oh, mama. That'd be that'd be pretty. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to even like if we could build one around a walkway or something, and have yes. people be able to walk through it would be fantastic. Or we, we've talked to one client about a zip line through it too. <laughs> so oh, I, I think that's... there are a lot of different ways. You know, again, we're we're trying to think of not just building great rides is what we need to do first and foremost. But I think you guys have probably seen with stuff like the nebulas and with uh, big waves. We're creating rides that are actually go viral on their own. And so yes. even on the coaster side, we think of that too. How can we create something that is not only a great ride, but for the people that don't want to ride or they're not coaster people, but they still come away from the park experience loving the ride. We think that's really important. And I think doing something like walking through the double heart or having a water feature on the double heart, something like that would be cool and engaging for those guests that don't want to jump on it, but want to watch their kids or their friends ride. We, we think that's really important. Oh, yeah. That's one sure. thing you miss with a lot of rides is, is that ability. Yeah. And those nebulas, <laughs> those are mesmerizing. Oh God, they're great. 
Yeah, yeah. Tim Jacoby, who's kind of our mad scientist, along with, you know, we got a great team, but I think Tim was sort of one of the driving forces behind both of those rides. And I think it's really cool how visually they're really engaging. But even if you're not, even if you're not jumping on, you know, we see people at Coney and and other places just sit and watch it for cycles, which is crazy. You know, that's (laughs) top thrill. I get it. You know, you, if you want to, watch Top Thrill at King to Ka and be off ride and like, man, that's going fast quick. But the fact that flat rides are getting people to stay and drink a beer, drink a soda and watch it. I think that says something about the kind of the aesthetic part of it. A lot of parks underestimate that, which is a shame. Yeah. I, I know in my uh, couple of visits to Hershey this year, mm-hmm. um, we, we just saw people standing there just staring at it. And I was like, man, yeah, I, I believe it. And Hershey did a great job with the placement. Like, I, they kind of gave some love to the Vacoma there, put the uh, Nebulous in, and the two just look really cool together. And it brings kind of the new energy to the area that it didn't have before. Absolutely. There, there's a freshness to it. Um, and they're just so fun to look at and enjoy just having mm-hmm. that. Yep. Now, I think you already answered this question in passing, but I'll ask it again. Mm-hmm. So it, I think you said that there's still a few more announcements that you have on the way. Yeah. So I think we've we've announced, I think, two for next year. And I think we've got a, we've got about eight coasters going in. Mm. Oh, oh. Yes. So it's going to be it's going to be one of Zamperla Coaster's biggest years in our history. You know, I mean, we've yes, we've had years we've sold some family gravities and stuff. But in terms of selling things that are decent size, it's going to be one of our best years ever. So we're All right. uh, you know, so there's our, a lot more coming. Yes, there's a lot more coming. Um, oh, now I'm excited. <laughs> so and, and the big one is we're going to have the vehicle, the new lightning vehicle that we're also doing our first LSM on. That's going to be shown at IAPA. And we're super mm. excited about that. Ooh. Oh, looks like we're going back to Iapa. <laughs> I wish I was going back to Iapa. I, I, man, I already, I miss it. I, I keep thinking back how much fun that was. That so. was a good time. I'll bring um, my one lone vacation day left. <laughs> <laughs> one day, that's all you need. Well, not really, but uh, no. <laughs> you could fly down like mid, early morning one day, come and fly back that night. You're good. There and back. They're back. You get in seven a.m. It's easy. Bust down to the Orange Convention. <laughs> Boom. Let you in. Scoot the show. Last till four. You can get back for dinner time. Look at that. Wait, hold on. Can Uh-oh. I make this happen? Before- Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, to give you an idea, um, I am currently on the quest for my five hundredth coaster, and I have adamantly decided it's going to be daddy pics um we're down we're down and <laughs> we, might, want, we might even give you a little gift bag if that happens let's go so i'm telling you it's gonna happen um i just hope i don't get kicked out of the parking lot first because we're planning a tailgate <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's yeah that's a distinct possibility going to a kid's park yeah. to drink in the morning yeah that, that could happen <laughs> Well, well, more so, I want to uh, grill up some ribs and uh, <laughs> some bacon. You know, you know, make the make the experience have that good pork smell flowing through the park before I walk in. Um, eating but, daddy, <laughs> see, eating daddy pig before you ride daddy pig, but that just right. awful. Well, so, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're aware. I did a, I started a spinoff podcast called 
is the meat cast, but it's Daddy Pig's Army. And we have a shirt that is Daddy Pig's Army. So it's just this, at this point, it is such a meme in itself. It's such a shit post. I have no other choice but to make it 500. You got to do it. I have to. It's going to be a party. So you are invited. I'll let you know when it's going to happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> a little more. No, I'm sure I'll be busy, but yeah, send that over. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you're busy. Um, he's a busy man. He's got stuff mm-hmm. to do. All right, that's why Absolutely. We, that's why we appreciate him. <laughs> oh, so, um, with all the news we got going on, kind of wanted to weigh your thoughts on a couple of guys that's coming in that have been announced uh, pre your announcements. Actually, before we dive down that road, your new. <laughs> I, listen, I'm bouncing around. This is this is hashtag content. No shit. Um, <laughs> Man, you are a squirrel. You see a little less of a squirrel. I, okay, Mister, interrupt me in the middle of my question. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Your new trains. Yeah. Um, we don't have those on anything at the moment, correct? Correct. Um, first of all, they're pretty, and I love them. Uh, <laughs> and, and you you ain't seen nothing. Ooh, oh, 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 oh. So can I tell a story? Yes, you can. Okay. I'm all ears. So, you know, I, I was traveling a lot. So I was, I went to like golden tickets for a day. I know you guys are huge golden ticket fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> went there for a day. I went to the, the European show uh, in London for a few days, went and saw a client in Finland. And then last week, all week I was in Italy. So, Monday, it was my first day at the factory. I flew in Sunday, went Monday, and all everybody told me was, Adam, you got to see the train. I'm like, okay, yeah. No, I, I saw the lightning train, you know, at IAPA. I get it. Everybody, Adam, you got to go see the train. So after like the 12th person told me, I was like, yeah, I guess I got to see the freaking train. <laughs> so, you know, I I was excited. And you sort of always build things up in your mind and you hope it's going to be really cool. But I know I walked through our production hall, which, you know, I think is 40, 50 years old at this point, and rounded the corner. And I saw this beautiful thing that I tell you, when we take, you know, when we showcase this at IAPA, I know there's a lot of sexy stuff from Intamin, B&M, Vacoma. You know, they're all the leaders in this space for sure. But man, I, I promise you that whether you are straight up Thuzy or you work in the park side, you're going to love this thing and it's better than anything you've seen before. How about that? All right. Yeah. That's what you know. That's what you know. And google.com. (laughs) 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 No, but I mean, to me, the, the cool thing about it is that we're doing a, you know, we, I think I talked about it last year, but again, sort of now we're in the, we freaking did it. So it's awesome. We, it's a, a aluminum milled chassis. Uh, so basically no welds on it. And it is, you know, it's, it looks, the restraint and the seat are gorgeous up top, but like quote unquote under the hood, it's a work of art, man. Our engineers went crazy on this thing. It's, it is just as good, if not better than anything I've seen from other people in our industry. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait. Man. Yep, Mark, Listen. we're going to uh, IAPA now. <laughs> Apparently we are. <laughs> yep, we're going. I'm paying for you. We'll be good. 
I'll get you passes. You guys got to get down there. There you go. Uh, I just pulled up Google Flights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. um, and I can get down there. What? It's the 15th, like that week, November 15th. It, I only know, I literally only know it is the week before Thanksgiving. So it's Tuesday through okay. Friday, <laughs> whatever that is. Because on our family Google calendar every year, since Tomoko and I got together, that week's been blocked out, or those two weeks have been blocked out. So that's about it. Um, oh, I, might, I, I might be able to make this work, actually. <laughs> I could get down there for $38. Are you I can kidding? get down there for $30. <laughs> I might be coming to IAPA this year. Um, I might do a one day Marcus, are we going to do one day at IAPA? I could do it one one day. Get in there bright and early. Leave uh, leave that afternoon. All right. Let me see how dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, if we're talking, you know, this is on brand for us, as you know. Um, I can get in at about 10 a.m., leave at 4.30. Oh, man. That's the worst day. At Orlando? You got to go later. I can get uh, in at 5.45 that I can pull off. So. I, I can get in at 8.30 a.m. and leave at 7 o'clock. Oh, that's a whole day. God. I'm spending I'm spending 70 bucks round trip. Oh. Uh, mine bumped up, so I can't do it. So. I, might, <laughs> I, I might buy that right now. Hold on. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got 38 bucks. I got 135 bucks. Oh, man. Oh, that's oh, that's when you're from Detroit. <laughs> at least we're not Detroit <laughs> alright <laughs> All right, we're bouncing around here uh, on brand so um, we got some fun announcements that have come out from the sea hey, world hey, hold Ooh. on Marcus can you oh. like not yell in my ear bud hey you need to turn down your <laughs> hearing aid grandma alright I don't want to hear it sea uh, <laughs> world San Diego and San Antonio announced new stuff uh, have you uh, seen any of this Mr. Sunday I did, I did. It looks like a good choice. Uh, did you see, so Arctic Rescue, there's not obviously not too much details on it, but that looks like a good time. Yeah. Um, I need to, I really wish they would, so, sh- sh- what, Billy? I, I just had a whole stroke. I wish they would uh, <laughs> show a little more, of course, um, <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, and I also absolutely love Catapult Falls. At uh, SeaWorld San Antonio. That thing is going to be real interesting. Yeah. And the more, yeah, the, mo- the more and more I see that thing, the more I'm like, oh, okay. I, 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 at first I was not enthused, but then I was, I started, yeah, I dove down into the, uh, into the bin and I was like, oh crap, I need this. It, was that the one that is San Antonio like belts and no LSM? It looks like it's a belt drive. Yeah, it looks, yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks belt city, yeah. It'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I think ProSlide did a really good job when they like pre-LSM when they had the belts, mm-hmm. but obviously moving a lot less weight with the water slide than you are the flume. So, yeah. it's going to be some some pretty heavy motors and uh, VFDs and other stuff, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that belt's going to be pretty heavy duty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that thing's going to be of course, with the elevator lift too, it's it's uh yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I just why do they have to build all the cool stuff the year before, a year after we're going there? That's not fair. <laughs> There's another one. There's, yeah, another the only vertical loss flume. La, 
wow. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a nap. You guys take. <laughs> you're done. You're, you're done. I'm, just, I'm calling it. I'm calling it there. I'm tapping it. That's yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we did have a question about this though. Uh, for Catapult Falls specifically, uh, for you, Adam, as okay. someone whose company literally intersects coasters and flumes, mm-hmm. uh, can you give us a definitive perspective on whether the new SeaWorld San Antonio ride is in fact a roller coaster? <laughs> uh, and can we count Tony's Express as a dueling coaster from our friend Keith with terrible takes? <laughs> so I think my preface needs to be I'm extremely stingy when it comes to counting. Oh, oh my so, man. Mountain coasters? No. Powered coasters? No. Definitely not. So launch flume? Hell no. <laughs> Straight from the horse's horse's mouth? I didn't... Okay. It's going to okay. be a great ride, but it's not going to be a coaster. That's all I'm saying. There you go. I'll okay. toast to that. Yes. Cheers. Okay. okay. So, so I, need to, I need to ask a little clarification in this. Um, sure. A little clarification because this is one that I have struggled with in my counting personally. Um, <laughs> oh, no. When, when you have something... That you can feel grab and you can feel gravity does take over at moments. Are you going to count that if it's still considered a power coaster? Specifically, I'm talking about T Rex Family Coaster at Jersey Summerland. Um, <laughs> it's one of those rides where I was like, absolutely not a coaster, and then it felt different for a little bit, and I'm like, I don't know. If I have to think about it, I don't want to count it. Are you just like if if it's powered throughout, you're just like, uh. Uh-uh. Not gonna happen. Yeah, so that's a great question, and no, it's not a coaster. <laughs> there you there go. Is. The door has been slammed. <laughs> now let no, me ask I, you. I, I'm miserly on coaster counting. Oh, well, let me ask you this too, since we're going down the the coaster count road. Sure. Um, Black Diamond and uh, Fire in the Hole, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Both have like two and a half seconds of free fall unpowered ride and the rest of it's powered thoughts i would say black diamond i actually do because there's i I actually think that's a lot there's a lot of gravity in that layout Mm -hmm. and uh the fire in the hole and its sister i would say no oh okay now now here's the next one Uh oh um Now, this is a fun game, actually. Um, <laughs> is it a cred? Um, Journey to Atlantis at SeaWorld Orlando. I don't count it. I could see if you would. Okay. That is one where I also struggled because it was uh, – that's it. Uh, Black Diamond was one of the trippiest experiences I ever had when I finally got on that. Yeah, um, that's a unique ride. All right, now let's really rile up some people. <laughs> Dudley Do Right's Ripsaw Falls. Uh oh, no, hell no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you very much. I hope everybody just had an aneurysm hearing that out loud because that is facts, ladies and gentlemen. Through and now, another episode of Is It a Cred? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so quite another <laughs> a side question. Did you happen to listen to our latest episode where we did a coaster draft? The the kitty coaster or family coaster one? Yes. Yes. 
I I hope on the inside there you were thinking about how happy uh, you were with us representing Zamperla <laughs> so many times across the board. Oh, we were all up in there. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my first three were Zamperla, actually. Fair. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm literally looking at it right now, and they were not Zamperlas. So they, they weren't really. They shut were up. not. Shut up. No, they I, were I, not. I don't believe you. Stop simping, sir. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, that's cold. Called out. That's 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 rude. Or wait, yeah. did I have the? I might have. I might. The, yeah, shut up. What did you have? Energy Landia's ten kitty coasters up there. Yes, he did. I had, yes, I, he did. I had one. Yes. Which one was no, it? You had like seven. There, listen, shut up. I don't remember who seven. went first. They're all was... kitty rides. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, all they, the Akala family boomerangs. Sorry. If <laughs> I am bringing beef into that discussion to, to, to do a little bit of a callback, 48 inch coasters are not family coasters. I'm sorry. I think, Ooh. I think Hagrid's people are saying nah. Not son. Um, forty-two, uh, maybe forty-four. Marcus, not forty-eight. Or Marcus, one of them absolutely put Jaguar from Knox. That was Mark. That was forty-eight. That's Mark. And so that's what set everything off the road. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, it, it's also I guess to to really, I guess we're really to fucking nerd out on this. So like, <laughs> I mean, also I know Jaguar is unique space because. And, and and this is actually part of the reason why we have a lot, like not a lot of coasters at 42 is because standards have changed over the years. So yeah, like the Aero Mine Trains or Jaguar is a good example where the standards change or the state legs change and they have to raise the height requirement because it actually probably opened or from the manufacturer's lower, but you know it has a different restraint cylinder. Other things have changed, so they can't keep it low like they want to. Um and so I know like that was, I think a lot of the, um, the old era mine trains, I think they all used to be, I want to say 42 and now mm-hmm. a majority of them are 48, Yeah, even though yeah. The, it's really more because of the restraint and when it opened, not because of the ride center line. Cause like, obviously if you look at the ride center line of Hagrid versus an era mine train from the seventies, those are very different animals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. Plus, I could have sworn some of those were lower height limits, and then yeah, me too. No, and that's what's opened the door for us is because the parks, understandably, you know, laws change, regulations change; they have to raise the height requirement. But we're kind of coming in now and saying, you know, it's too bad you had to raise it, but we're giving you these new options at thirty-six or forty-two that can be those broad appeal rides. You still get to do a coaster, but. It's something everybody in the family can ride. And that's one, honestly, one reason why we're hitting at that is because some of those rides that used to be uh, 42 to ride are just not that anymore. Because I think even like Big Bad Wolf when it was around was a 42 inch ride. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I could have sworn like Iron Dragon was a 42. And when that was 40, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Because yeah, like right. I grew up riding Ninja at Magic Mountain, and I mm-hmm. remember that was so like a 42. Yeah. And then it was 48. So that makes total sense of, yeah, things change. Uh, yeah, if, if it's open in the last decade and has a 48, I'm going to give that a no on Family Coaster. There you go. The man okay. is spoken. 
Yeah. Plus, RCDB doesn't have the height requirements, so it's hard to judge what's like truly a family coaster and what's not. So. Sure. Got yeah. me a little slack. No, no, there's no, there's no slack. No slack cut. But, uh, but I will say, though, uh, we did put a voting poll up, and uh, everybody overwhelmingly liked Mark's Park the most. So, Of course. I did like funny. it, too. Yeah, I voted for that. <laughs> yeah, 76% of the vote. Thank you, thank you. 76. Oh, yeah, you got, he crushed it. Yeah, it was, okay, uh, but you also had a wacky taxi. And, oh, that's why you won. You had a wacky taxi and uh, Roar Source on there. I mean, but aren't they forty and forty-two inches? I believe so. To be fair, didn't you put Hagrid's? I did not put Hagrid's. Oh, did we cut? Oh, sorry. Okay, we cut you out of that. All right, I think good. we got yeah, Hagrid's. Yeah, we got. We were like, no, you can't do that. All right, I get it. Yeah, well, I did. A, I had a lot of Energylandia, and um, you did have leap the dips. Okay, yeah. So, so you, let's ask this one. Is you you threw Tickler dips? on there, by the way. I did. <laughs> Love leave the, the dips. Can can we give leave the dips some? Uh, that's a kitty credit because the height limit's like if you breathe, you can write it. <laughs> <laughs> there was there's a picture of a baby on there, right? Oh a literal baby on that ride. I was like, this this can't be real. Nope, no, nope, it was real. What what is the posted height requirement? Question one. I believe it's thirty six. Oh, then a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I would call it family, not kitty, but yes. Okay. Just just because you feel like you're going to die does not mean that's <laughs> not a family ride. Because <laughs> man, do you feel like uh, you're going to die on that ride sometimes? So high strap is only nine feet. I love that ride. It's it's so funky and weird, and it's so crazy. There were like seventy of those around the country at one time. Yeah. That's insane to me. Like. You can have a large, like, toddler be able to ride that and yes. just, like, YOLO, what's up? Um, <laughs> just, like, and then it's just, like, but as you're riding, it's, like, I will die on this <laughs> ride. It is. In the best way possible. Also, I think the fact that Mark operated the ride while we were riding it. Shut up. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you want to operate it? And Mark was like, I-, I didn't want to. I was like, no, no, no. I will. Somebody will die if I do it. Mark was like, hell yeah. I mean, you really just pull two levers. That's true. Yeah. But I, did, still- I would not trust Mark is pulling the lever. <laughs> the guy, straight up, the guy was like, really, all you got to do is not forget to pull the lever. Don't forget to pull it Because that'll be bad. <laughs> well, you might hurt somebody if you forget to pull the lever. Uh, <laughs> Oh, wrong level of crunk. <laughs> can, we, can we forget that just happened right there? Nope. Please. I'm going to save this episode, and that's what's going to be. It's going to be the first thing I post. That's going to be the intro, oh actually. That's the yeah, episode name. Yep, wrong level crunk. <laughs> Featuring Adam's. <laughs> what a, uh, that would be a great mashup. Um, yeah. what, uh, what, Leap to Dicks and Crunk? No, that would be like a great song name. Oh. All right, moving on. <laughs> we have some good questions for you, sir. All right. That was the fun part of the show. Great. Uh, our friend, I can assume, it is Andrew Stillwell over at Coaster mm-hmm. 101. He wanted, uh, he wanted to know about the new dog. Uh, new dog is awesome. Um, so 
for for people who don't follow my boring ass life on Twitter, um, we uh, we actually had a dog from uh, 06 to 2020 and had to put him down. And then we just decided it was time for a new one. And so we got a uh, pit bull and the girls love him. His name is uh, Bunk Noodle Sandy. So Aww. Bunk after the wire character since we're in Baltimore. Yep. N- noodles because Kira wanted to name him Noodles. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of put it all together and it works out. So it's been fantastic. He is a cute dog. I love it. This is true. Yeah, the uh, people and that's I've after having a German Shepherd for a couple of years now, I've 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 always found people do tend to sh- to, to to shit on some dog breeds because of some reputation, and pitbulls definitely have that reputation. Oh, for sure. But <clears throat> it's always about the owner, and when you have a good owner, uh, that dog is. I've met so many pitbulls that are the greatest dog in the world, a lot yeah, better I- than some of those other ones. Our dude is probably like two or three, and he, he, I guess, I don't know if he ran away or was dropped or whatever, like maybe six, eight months ago. And then he was found because he was actually hit by a car. So he's a tripod. He's missing a leg. And they were, you know, they fixed him. And um, he was in, I think, in a couple different kennels for about six months. And we just saw him, and he'd already fostered with kids. I mean, that was honestly my big concern about a pit bull. Like, yeah, Tomoka, my wife had she's volunteered with Barks, the the big sort of um, shelter in Baltimore City here, and she's worked with Pipples, you know, for a couple of years. So she was totally cool with it. For me, it was I was the same thing, a little nervous about reputation, but he just came out and was so chill around us and our kids and already and like within a few days, like we're basically he's protecting us. It's it's kind of crazy, and he's been awesome to have, and it's just. He sort of just became a family member within a few hours, and it, it continues to be a great decision for our family. All right. Excellent. Fantastic. New dogs always just, they always get, especially when they blend in, and they just feel right after time, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, a member of the family. Speaking of, where's my dog? No, she went upstairs. Okay. No, usually she's here. She's with me here right when I record. But she, yeah. and, and you know what? Speaking of your pets, your bird is going at it again. Oh, yeah. He is going wild. Every, every single night. There he is. There he is. Because uh, whenever everybody goes to bed, if I do anything in here, it's normally with you guys, so I get to talking. And... Um, um, because, um, my mom worked nights, there wasn't a lot of action. So <laughs> when I got him after my mom passed, right, all the noise, all the action, he's just so excited all day long. And he's, <laughs> he's the next room over for me. So as soon as he hears me talking, but can't see me, homeboy is just crazy going. At so, yeah. Awesome. So who know. talks, who talks more, you or him? Um, Marcus, one thousand percent. Well, <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe, maybe. He's a good guy. All right, I got this next one. Okay. Um, this is a hot burning question. It was asked several did, times. Where did you get the later hosting? Uh, in Munich. Ah, uh, genuine. Yep, straight I, from the horse. So. Okay. 
So yeah, I used to have, I have, I've actually had two pairs. I bought my first one from laterhosenforyou.com and <laughs> it actually held up decently, but um, I, I just, for my, for being like a white dude in his forties, I've just got a huge ass and <laughs> Germans just aren't built that way. So I, I was stretching the seams and had to get one that really fit me. So I got it in Munich. <laughs> I've got a huge ass. Listen, as a man with a huge ass, I could speak <laughs> that to that. Was, uh, same, same. Um, the the dumpies live on this show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the dumpies live. Um, so I guess I have a follow up question of that. Really? Um, Wait, yeah, what's about from, the later Hosen? Yeah, later Hosen, not the dumpy Um I mean. <laughs> Um, that would be on brand, but no. Um, how many times have you visit? Have you been to Oktoberfest? And would you recommend as a journey for this podcast to make to do a live episode for number three hundred to be at Oktoberfest? Good questions. Um, so I've been. Five times. I went in 04, 08, 12, 18, 19. I think it really depends what, what do you want to do? Because on the one hand, Oktoberfest, you know, is sort of the pinnacle of that kind of thing. And it's awesome to experience. Yeah. Um, it can also be really freaking crowded. And, and not in every case, but in some case, some mm-hmm. years or a lot of years, if you don't know someone, it can be hard to get in the tent or if you can get the tent, but you've got like a shitty seat in the corner. Um, so there's also another one and I'm trying to remember what's, I don't know if it's Konstadt or Volksfest, but there, there's another one that traditionally plays around the same time each year and no, it does not have Alpina Bon or Olympia looping. So that's, you know, caveat, big caveat number one. But it does play around the same time. I think it's in Stuttgart. And you can, it's all of the good things about Oktoberfest with half the people. So I've been to Oktoberfest where it's been a little quiet. I've been to Oktoberfest where it takes me a few hours to go not that far. So Oktoberfest can be slammed. So it really depends on what you're looking for. If you want to just say like, I went to Oktoberfest and yes, I think everybody should go once, but also if you're looking to do other stuff, some of the other German festivals might be a better option. Hmm. Okay. So would you recommend then in that regard, uh, doing a winter fest in London for Olympia looping and then other festivals? Yeah, no, that, that would be, that would be a good way to go. I mean, I, I would, if you could do, uh, and then also I think, that time of year, I think Hamburg has their, I think Hamburg has a winter festival too. So if you wanted to hit London, I mean, kind of, if you're doing the airfare to get over there, you could also do London yeah. and then hit, um, hit the Hamburg thing. I think Hamburg dome is usually traditionally in December also. Okay, man, there, there's very few places on uh, like my tourism bucket list of spending time in Europe during the like Christmas time and mm-hmm. Christmas markets. There's very few things above that, and that is absolutely top of my list right now. So good to know. Yeah, it, it's gorgeous. Whether you know whether you do like one of the big festivals or even like 
uh, Vicenza, the town where Zamperla is, like at Christmas time, I was there in early December last year, and it was just beautiful. It, Europe really is a, a pretty place that time of year. Ooh. Maybe we should just go on a European vacation, guys. Middle of winter. Go, go, <sighs> visit, mean... go visit Adam. We should go. Listen, make it a trip. We can go with you. Go to go to Zamperla. Hang yeah, out. And- Anytime you guys want to come, we'll, we'll wine you, dine you, share the factory. No problem. Oh, oh here we go. Here we go. Here we go. my calendar. Yes. You tell me when. Google Docs. I will say it's it's been fun because we, in, especially this especially this year, you know, with people traveling more um, as COVID restrictions ease, like, it's been a lot of fun taking people over for, for both the coaster side, because, you know, I was in a meeting this week for one of our 2023 projects and I got to take our clients in the room and we had, I think it was 10 or 11 of basically our, our kind of core coaster engineering team there. And I was just like, holy shit, there's a lot of brain power here. And, <laughs> and just, and I think people have a very different view of the company when they come and visit. So whether that's clients, whether it's you guys, we love showing people around and everybody walks away with, I think a very different and a very good impression of who we are just because, you know, they, they think we're the people who do the rocking tug, but we're, we're so much more than that. I'm sorry. I just got, I'm just, I'm, I'm just in awe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Marcus. <laughs> You know what? So, Shut up. <laughs> so we can do we can do Vicenza Stumble 2023. Let's go. Make it happen. <laughs> oh, I got the next question. And, <laughs> and I actually did find a microbrewery. Like a, if I stay at the AC Marriott in Vicenza, there's a microbrewery about oh. 500 meters from the hotel. So Ooh, oh, really? okay. God. All right. Now let's go. <laughs> now we need to. Okay. All Zamper- right. is for stumbles. Love it. all right so this one this question kind of goes into like the the development process of a ride but Mm -hmm. when zamperla gets an rfp from a park uh do they tend to ask for a specific coaster model or do they have a general concept or like where you can propose a couple of options or like is it somewhere in between or how exactly does that uh brainstorming process work i guess yeah i mean we as just I always approach this, you know, when, when I was in my previous job with Gerslauer, now at Zamperla, I always look at it as sort of a partnership. You know, we're selling something, obviously. The client's buying something we're going to have for 10, 20, 30 years. So I I always try to find out what they want to have or what they need to have. I never just pitch my sexiest thing. Because, like, in that case, I'd show everybody the double heart. You know, like, hey, you buy this. But, you know, we when we have clients come in, always my three questions, and you know, unless they detail it, are ABC, audience, budget, capacity. You know, who are you trying to speak to with this ride? Is it 36 inches for kids? Is it 42 for families? Is it 48 for thrills? How much you want to spend and how many people do you need to get through an hour? If I can find out those three things, I can, you know, not necessarily give you exactly what we have that's already engineered, but I can point you to, Hey, you should consider the twister coaster or the super twister. You should consider the family throw launch, or, you know, you really talking about thrills. You should look at the double heart. Like that's, that's really how 
I operate, but also Zamperla operates is we try to listen to our clients a lot, understand what they need, understand kind of where they're growing and how the park is, you know, developing and work with them to create a solution. Cause if, if I just pull stuff out of my catalog, that's a waste of time for me and them. It's really, I need to give them something that speaks to what they're trying to accomplish. It's also probably not as fun for you as a, as a salesman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, so, I mean, if, if, now I've, I've never been in sales. Uh, I've been in IT my entire career, so I can't speak to it at all. But think, speaking of, of, of working with, with like, somebody who wants something mm-hmm. and going, all right, so we got this stuff, but hey, you want this? Let me see what I can do. And going back to your guys in engineering and going, hey, let's go crazy with this and see what we can get. And then coming out on the other side of that and getting something more exciting, better for the park, and just better overall than what mm-hmm. they originally thought, and even better than what I would have thought we could have proposed from the start. I feel like, for at least for me, that would feel epic just to come out even better on the other side and come out not only better for for you know for like ah I sold that right that's a cool ride to have, but the park's better, San Perlo mm-hmm. looks better, right? That is, for me, at least, I feel like that would be just a legendary feeling to have. Again, yeah. not been in sales. I leave no, it to you to, to answer that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right, though. Yeah, cause it's to for us. It's it's a lot of fun when we because we you know I think we've got certain clients, especially, and we're, we're in a different situation. We've got clients everywhere because we sell so many <laughs> different rides. Yeah, but on the on the coaster side specifically, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because. Yes, I always like selling something. You know, my job is to make money for the company, make money for myself. That's my job. But I know also I need to provide the right solutions to people because if I sell them something and it doesn't make sense or the ride sucks, they're not going to buy from me again. So that that's it's not only my job and, and it's fun to to really talk to the client, understand what they need and, and try to figure out what their goal is. You know, what are they trying to accomplish? Because I'll be honest, I've been in conversations before where I was talking to a client who wanted something very family and I see it toward thrill and vice versa. And that's not just me. That's our whole company because the, the whole sales approach is to listen to the client, but not only listen to the client, visit the park. Like, we want to go and understand what their product is, who they're serving and kind of like a, on a sidebar to that, you know, I'm not only a weird coaster enthusiast and, and people like Ramona, the company love to th- tell the story. When we visited Madrid, we went to see Parques Reunidos this summer. Like after we landed, he went and chilled out. I, I was like over hundred degrees Fahrenheit. I took the subway over and went to uh, Parques de Attractions, you know, partly cause I'm a big nerd but also partly because I wanted to understand that park and the company. We'd worked with them in the U.S. a lot. I hadn't been to many of their properties in Europe. So I went and I rode what I was interested in. Uh, Spider was great, by the way, there. It was a really oh, good right. ride. Oh, or right. tarant- Tarantula, whatever it's called, that Mauer Spinner. Fantastic ride. That but, is a good ride. But after visiting, I understood you know, who's their audience, what are they trying to accomplish, what's their place in the city, and, and any new rides we talk about in the future, I'll have that sort of base reference to have that conversation instead of them just saying, I want X and me saying, OK, here's a proposal for X. I can say, oh, you know, that makes sense for what you're trying to accomplish. And and I think we're getting more of that in the industry. But 
when I joined, it was certainly an old boys network. It was, you know, people had relationships older than I was at the time. (laughs) So, so I think myself and certainly this whole new generation of younger people that have kind of thuzy backgrounds who got in the industry, which is fun to see, you know, my, my approach is really, how can I create something that does really good things for business for my company? You know, can we find a partner to help put us on the map? Can we do a great coaster? But also something that when they buy it, when I visit the park in five years, they're going to want to talk to me. And yeah. and that's a real thing that not everybody in this industry has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely got to meet all the objectives and constraints. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm so excited for this next one, by the way. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Adam, how did it feel to dunk on the entire amusement industry this year? From Mike with the jorts. You <laughs> had a good year. We had a good year. And the year's not even over, which is great. Yeah. That's the so, exciting part. Yeah. you got a lot left over. You've had a great year. And I know it feels great, but explain kind of how great it feels. How great it feels? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I think... To, to me, it's the, the fun part has been just, just being honest is, you know, we've got we have a really good sales team. We have a really good coaster team. And I was brought in as this sort of weird, you know, weird amalgamation that sort of sits in the middle of the two because <laughs> I'm different than everybody else. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun because I really my job to distill it down is to basically tell people yeah, we sold Velaris in the past, but that's not who we are. I mean, if you think about it, at the end of the day, my, I have a lot of, I wear a lot of hats, but the most important one I've worn over the last 18, 19 months has been to say, we've got a great team. You should come check us out. Not even you have to buy anything, but just check us out. Mm-hmm. And and that's been what's been cool is the, the people that have bought rides from us, visited the factory, challenge our engineering team because there were some people who was like you know thought i was bsing of course and then when they sit down with our team and they're kind of blown away like, like that meeting i had last week everyone just their opinion has really changed and it, it's been a lot of fun to watch that and i'll be honest it's been nice to sort of give validation to on the one hand uh, like alberto ferry who runs our, our coaster division you know he's put a lot of work into making us where we are. He did, you know, the engineering team did all the hard work before I got here. So it's been really fun to, to kind of help them level up and get where they want. And on, on the younger people too, like we have uh, Elisa, who's a mathematician. She's, you know, I think in her early thirties and Federico's in his twenties, both huge coaster enthusiasts, both big coaster nerds. And if you would have said you were selling for Zamperla 20 years ago, it's like, oh, great, we're selling Velaris. Now we're working on cool custom shit that I think even maybe when they joined, they didn't think they'd be doing. So I I'm I love the fact that I get to work with them and kind of see what's in their heads and give them layouts to design. And they're coming back with awesome stuff. So that's been a blast for me. But, but yeah, like... I. My my ego side, yes, I will enjoy IAPA and unveiling this vehicle <laughs> and, and just just looking around and, and saying, "Come at me, bro! <laughs> Come at me, bro!" Adam Sandy, welcome welcome to Drunk Riders. Wow. I'm so what an incredible statement! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
Just take a look over at Jake across the aisles. You'd be like, post up. <laughs> <laughs> can, can, I, can I ask, um, can we get like a WWE ring and have the match between you and Jake and you just come out like Stone Cold Ski Boston <laughs> and just smash some beer cans together? <laughs> just some glass oh my gosh, breaking. you can't have you with a chair. <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I think I'm going to be more probably like maybe Mankind. Um, just because like, you know, Jake rides a motorcycle. The ladies like him. He's a good looking dude. He's pretty hardcore. You know, I'm, I'm a balding dad with back hair. Not exactly. <laughs> not exactly what the ladies are knocking down the door for. But but there's some whether it's Mankind or Cactus Jack, there's something not right with me. I, I will get... I will get thrown off the cell. That's the thing. And you don't you don't want to fight crazy people. Exactly. Because you will lose every time. Yeah. Yeah. What an incredible statement. (laughs) (laughs) That is gonna okay, so that I'll I'll be honest, that is one of our one of my like white whale guests wants is mankind. Since he's like a big big Yeah, he's a big coaster dude, yeah. Yeah. He's a huge nerd. Like he's a huge coaster nerd. Like that is like, I want it. So <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and every everybody I've talked to who's met him just said he's like the nicest dude. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Oh, all right. Let me get this next one. Um, oh shit, I don't know what. <laughs> See, look now you. It's from Gary. Um, of course, it's from Gary. Yep. God, why the fuck did I get this question? <laughs> um, you picked it. <laughs> um, so this is from our buddy Gary, who he's the ultimate whore at over twelve hundred coasters. Um, a lot of those are power, so we can discount those. Of yep. course, they are. Yep, he's below a thousand. Really, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, which restaurant chain would you like to see start adding family gravity coasters to their locations? And what theme would it have that is related to the company or brand? Jesus, Gary. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, think, I think just a... An, because we're an Italian company and it's not Italian food, Olive Garden seems to be the natural choice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mark, did you hear that? Hey, can you say that one more time, please? Uh, at least yeah, it's not I mean, Fazoli's. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have enough time to discuss the Fazoli's conversation that was had here recently. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think you, you theme the vehicles like breadsticks. You get to go around as many times as you want. There you go. It's, go. it's a natural fit. Let's it, go. Maybe if we get a little special effects with some red sauce, some white sauce, then combined. Oh, Home run. Here we go. Um, is every time you get to go around uh, an extra order of breadsticks? Yeah, you get fatter every time you go around. There it is. <laughs> So the restraints pop open one extra click each round. Yes, I'm yes. Yep, yep. Oh, I'm man. just going to say totally missed the opportunity for McDonald's and the Hamburglar and Chasing Grimace, but, you know, 
Um, okay. So Grimace kind of freaks me out. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, don't, no, I don't know what he's supposed to be. 100%. Yeah. He's a big purple thing. That's all he yeah. is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. throw Mayor McCheese and I'm down. I don't know. There it is. Mayor McCheese, <laughs> my dude. It's okay. my homeboy. Okay. <laughs> uh, from our friend Wallen Ballen. He wants to know when he's always got opinions. Oh, he's got something. (laughs) Uh, He wants to know uh, when you guys are going to build a giga coaster. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) There you go. That could be your answer, by the way. If that's all you want, that's it. That's That's all you need. We can move on. I'm fine with that. If that's what you, (laughs) we can leave it at that. Okay, good. There it is. That's all we did. I'm pumping out junior coasters like it's my job. <laughs> and Wallen wants to talk four, five, six hundred feet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure. Of course. That's where it's not. Uh, uh, incredible. I love this is a great episode. This, is, this makes me happy all the way through. Um so our last question. We got, we got yeah. a love a number of them. We we kept the good ones, so Unfortunately, that was a good one. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) What is the coldest a custom twister coaster can run temperature-wise? Can it run in snow? Our friend Creech wanted to know. Wow, Creech actually coming through with a good question. Yep. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we we design a lot of our coasters. Kind of the standard is about 5 Celsius. That's sort of where it's easy. Um. When you get below that, you start to have issues with, I mean, really the two things are condensation, the airline and grease. Um, So if, you know, we're we're certainly willing to, and we're talking with the park right now about, you know, offering whether we supply to the park supplies at more heating elements, because it's really just, at the end of the day, it's keeping the wheels warm. (laughs) If you have heating elements at the station, you can definitely drop it down some, and then that, how much you can drop it down depends on the layout and how cold it is. You know, it's sort of, I'm no engineer, but obviously the, you know, height, length, speed, and your heat, ambient heat are kind of all what you're working with. Yeah. And so, you know, I I think we could certainly get it down to zero and maybe a couple degrees under. It it would depend upon humidity and other things. So it's, I would say five Celsius is easy. Zero is definitely doable. If we go below that, it depends on other considerations. Gotcha. And, and just knowing some of Creech's background, I'm I, I'm questioning whether this was a loaded question or if this was just wishful thinking. Yes, <laughs> I could say a little bit of both in that one because uh, it's always interesting, right? We, I mean, you know, I, I've I've been to Kings Island and I've heard about Kings Island running Mystic Timbers, right? 35 degrees. Yeah, that thirty degrees. During yeah. Um, so you're always curious, of course, of what about everything else? Why can't they run everything else, right? Um, yeah, and, I, and I know some. there are some things too where it's, if you have like, a, for instance, like King's Island, and I, I don't know what the, you know, the temp rules are on, on, on that mystic, but I'm just saying like big picture. I also know there's certain days where like maybe you get a lot of sun and you're able to your high for the day is, you know, 35 or 38 Fahrenheit. If you start cycling it, then you could run it that night because if you keep running it, but if you never started until 6 PM after the sun went down the winter, you probably wouldn't get it through the course. So there are a lot of variables with this. 
that, you know, big sort of big picture enthusiasts don't realize it's not like if it's, you know, if it's zero or, or five degrees now, can I run it? There are a lot of different ways to make it work, but all those things, you know, there are a lot of different variables and that all that extra running takes time and money. So it's sort of, how do you want to make it happen? There we are. Nice. All right. Nice. Oh. Adam, I want to know something. Sure. Why do you continue to suffer joining us on this show? <laughs> <laughs> Be- because you weird chuckle fucks are actually my podcast. Rotation, so. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's great. Oh my God. What an incredible (laughs) statement right there. (laughs) Oh, you can't get any better than that right there. There's a reason there's a a reason you you are you will be back more often, sir. You tell us. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. Um I have one more question for you, sir. Go ahead. And after that, I've got something for you guys. So, oh, okay. yeah. Um, why are you such a better guest than Jake from RMC? Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> because oh. what? Because what RMC uses is, is the term hybrid is kind of a bullshit term, maybe? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Getting a little spicy. So, so we're moving right into hot takes. So my first one is a coaster is not hybrid unless it has wood and steel track combo. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, like, okay. It, to me... When hybrids came out a decade ago, and I am not fanboys don't hate. I'm not dissing RMC. They make great rides. Just saying, Arrow came out with uh, steel supports, or sorry, wood supports, steel track like sixty years ago. They're not hybrids. Oh, that's all, that's all marketing, baby. They got Ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 kudos to RMC for. For rocking the marketing like they have, but you, you wanted some hot takes. There's a hot take. That's true. That's number one, oh. actually, of four. Oh. 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 We got more than one. Let's we go. Got more. So number two, and this is really for Mark. I'm curious what he thinks about this. <laughs> oh shit! Let's go. Oh. I think the last two Coheed and Cambria albums are their best. Oh. You know what? I, I, I agree with you. Fantastic. I, I am gonna agree this last one. I can listen to it. I've almost listened to it. I've actually listened to it at least once a week since it came out. And it's it's fucking incredible. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's not a bad song on there. And I am still upset that I was in Europe when they were in Dallas last. <laughs> um like that was the one thing I was upset about being in Europe because I missed the tour. Well, yeah, so now, both their last two albums, not a bad song at all. Yeah. So now I gotta go listen. To, I haven't heard any of these albums. Oh, Marcus. I'm a listen. I, I'm not a music guy. I never have been. I mean, it is from literally the first note of this newest album to the end. It's just it's phenomenal. It's perfect. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll look it, it up. Is, it's perfect. Yeah, you need to look it up. I'll look it up. I got it on Spotify. Um, I'll, I'll listen to it later. Ooh. 
If we want to go to Bologna, they're playing there in, on October 28th. Go to yes, Bologna. I called it Bologna. Oh, Bologna. <laughs> you, you would. Obviously, uh, I did. Like, it. What was your uh, other question for us, good sir? Uh, so hot take number three is that Vietnam, I mean, it sort of is, but is going to be the next big country for coasters and cool funky rides. Oh. Oh. Not not China? Or do you think China's getting a little saturated? I think China's saturated. I mean, and just practically speaking with, you know, with their COVID policies, you're not going to have any big influx of, you know, foreign people or investment for a while. You know, I'd love it to open back up. I love going to China, but I just don't see it happening anytime soon. But I, I, I've really seen, I think our industry has seen that the tourism sector in Vietnam has exploded. Like there's a, a kick-ass GCI over there. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And f- I think it's in Phu Quoc. And I got to visit this summer and they've got some really good parks. They've got some really good ideas. And the people are super nice and the food is amazing. So I, I really think for our industry, like it, it's going to be, it's a smaller country, but it's going to have a big impact over the next decade. All right. I can see that. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I know our boy Larson is planning on, he has a trip planned over there. Literally you saying this might have him change his mind of where he's doing his family vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like, I feel like he's joking. I feel like he spends more time out of the country than in the country. Right. (laughs) You're, you're not wrong. Yeah, literally, he sent me a text uh, two minutes after, like, the news broke that Japan was opening. He's like, you want to use that flight credit that we have? I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yep, there it is. Uh, oh, my God, that GCI looks incredible. Yeah, it does. It does look cool. good. The POV, really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I – okay, so here's one more final question. What's your opinion on POVs? Do you – if you know you're going to ride something, are you going to watch a POV or are you going to wait? I, I There's no good answer. It sort of depends. Um, if it's something that I'm probably going to get on soon or I'm going to make it a point to get on, I won't watch it. If it's okay. like the GCI at Night Valley in China where there's a good chance I'll probably never get there unless stars align yeah. somehow, I'll watch it. But like... Um, yeah, like like Velocicoaster and um, Rise, I knew I would mm-hmm. get on, so I didn't watch those because I wanted to be surprised, and I was glad I waited on both of them. So I am riding Rise a week from Sunday for the very first time. I've never seen a POV. Nice. I the only thing I've ever seen for that ride is, you know, that, that one hall scene that we've all seen mm-hmm. in the advertising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is the only thing I know about the ride. Yeah, so I, all I can I won't give any spoilers. I'll say it's certainly a, a top five ride experience for me, and that's that's what I'm so excited about it. is to be able to to experience that moment of going on that ride. I I am very very excited. Now, one more question I have for you: Ooh. Have you gotten to um, Linamaki to ride Taiga? I have not. No, I, I got to go see, um, I was at Sarkanemi this year 
did, did, yeah, uh, you guys have the new ride open up there. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw them and, and just say hi and, and saw, cause I mean, they've been a great client to us. I think they've got like, literally 20 Zamperola rides there, a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. So I just want to go in there open. Um, but I couldn't make it work because what was it? I flew in f- uh, Friday and then I drove up to Tampa mm-hmm. Friday night. I was at the park on Saturday and then flew out Sunday. And then yeah, I flew out Sunday, but Linamaki, I looked, they didn't open till three. And okay. so just from a, a time perspective, I, I couldn't leave because the rental car place in Italy closes at 11 in Venice. I know this very well. And okay. so um, and, and, and if if you arrive, it's not like the U.S. There's, there ain't nobody there. So you're waiting another day. So I'm like I, I have okay. to schedule my flight around when they're open. So I'm not sitting there for 12 hours at the uh, at the terminal. Yeah. OK. Well, that is one I would highly, if you know, Zodra's my number one, Tyga's number two, and I struggle with that on a daily basis <laughs> of which one's actually better. So the struggle is real. Man, it is real. <laughs> no, it looks super good, and um, uh, I've talked to to several idea. people from their park, and I'm amazed. It's sort of, I mean, it's Grunelund is certainly special in the way they stack rides on top of each other, but. Yes. But Linamaki is pretty amazing. The amount of coasters they've and, and other rides they've got in that square footage—it's it, impressive. And, and Linamaki was very—it was so charming. I love that mm-hmm, place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we—you've obviously heard us talk about the Break Man, um, <laughs> which you know that park. You have the god awful atrocity. That is, um, oh God, what's that thing called? Um, you've got um, Uko Uko, the the Mauer um, Skyloop of hang time atrocities. Um, <laughs> atrocities. And then, got, and then you got Kernu, which is the Zaxfin, but then you have Taiga right there too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you have so much. And also they have like phenomenal food too. Um, yeah, I mean, know, I right, think that that's almost there. a European park thing, though. I'm I'm constantly yeah. amazed when I visit the European parks how vast majority of them have better, cheaper food than than a lot of parks in the U.S. It's, oh, for it's sure. Different. And that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Marcus has gone. I mean, we've talked about Energylandia and how we spent four dollars on a whole a bucket meal for seven <laughs> people. Um, and yeah, it's the food quality is so much better. Um, over there. Also, you get this uh, side friction. So I am just, that is honestly one of my favorite parks. And that's probably a spoiler for the Drunk Riders Awards later on this year. But oh. um, that park's incredible. And um, I was forced to ride another power coaster there. And it was absolutely not a credit. So, <laughs> uh huh. Um, I didn't count that sucker. Don't even start with me. I'm sir. just saying. Uh huh. I'm just here. This is, uh-huh. this is the way. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the this way. This is the way. <laughs> ah, all right, Mr. Sandy. As always, it has been an honor. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you thank joining you, us you. once again. Let me finish our beer and toast. You didn't finish your beer yet? Yeah, I did. So. <laughs> wow. So, okay. uh, 
So thank you, good sir. Once again, we shall have you on sooner rather than later. Uh, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Uh, the usual stuff. Uh, if you want to follow us uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Zamperla Coasters. Myself, I'm at Roller Coaster Sales Guy on Instagram. If you like just nerdy, random coaster stuff. And I uh, just want to say a big thank you to to you guys and everybody else. I know we've sort of you know, relaunched Zamperla Coasters in the last uh, 20 months. So just a big thanks to to the enthusiasts, to the podcasts that have had us on. You know, we we seriously do appreciate this. And I think it's for us, me coming on here, even though it's half of it shit talking, is <laughs> a really nice way to just come on and kind of, you know, wrap with you guys in a little bit different way than, than I might normally. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course, of course. Gentlemen, I'll see you later. You better. Marcus, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you today. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. See you.